Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Monday, March 6th. The NHL trade den- deadline has come to a close. We've seen all the moves. We picked out the winners and losers, If you, especially if you watched along on the Friday stream doing the NHL trade deadline watch along. Uh, that was... Um, that was interesting to get to do for the first time, I'll tell you guys that. Uh, I, it was something always, especially a kid growing up in Canada, you watch the trade deadline, and uh, if you want to get in media, that's something that is pretty cool to get to watch, and was something for me, I kind of sat there and was like, yeah, I want to do the trade deadline someday. And of course, the first year that I get to do it myself, the trades happen two weeks in advance, and uh, <laughs> we basically just see minor deals trickling across the line to close it out, but... Nonetheless, still fun. Trade deadline has come to a close, so now things really get to start to ramp up. You start to see some more playoff-style hockey, a lot of teams closing the gap on each other for a lot of those wild-card spots, and you're still seeing a wide-open race, essentially, in the West, even including the Pacific and the Central Divisions for spots in there. So it'll be a lot of fun as we approach the playoffs to see who's going to uh, create some distance for themselves, who's going to lock in positions. But, guys, there are uh, a few games on the schedule tonight. We will go through all of them, but first and foremost, how was your weekend? So, Money, we'll start with you. It was a good weekend. Um, we've gotten to a point now where um, where the Connor Bedard sweepstakes are over. Um, it's it, <laughs> it's not happening for us. So um, in that sense, uh, I uh, I moved on from that this weekend. Finally. All right. Well, that's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. I'm sorry to it hear is. that. <laughs> yeah. The the dream uh, is over. <laughs> I mean, you know, a bunch of teams are going to eventually have to. All out at some point. Uh, thankfully, my team sitting uh, nicely with a, a lot of losses and 14 yeah. first and second and third round draft picks over the next three drafts. So uh, Hawks did a pretty good job from in, in that department. They could have got a little bit more for Patrick Kane, but hey, you know uh, they, they're still in, in the race for the for the Bedard sweepstakes definitely, and uh, and and a lot more uh, in, in drafts coming in the future. But it, it it was fun, you know, seeing this many trades. I think they said 70 total trades in all. Uh, over these last couple of weeks and just seeing guys bounce around. You had some drama with Jonathan Quick getting moved and, you know, getting yeah. flipped again. And now he's in Vegas. And how great would it be if, you know, Vegas <laughs> and L.A. end up meeting in the playoffs? And, and yeah, that's got to be – I think that's got to be fueling him. I feel like there's just going to be some nights where he's like, you know what, you know, if I can get this team and get not only just get them through the playoffs, but if they can if they can play L.A., that's going to just, just probably jazz him. That might give him another year or two in his career, honestly. It, it, I think it might really <laughs> yeah. give him that much of a boost. Uh, but uh, So it's just going to be really fun to see. I mean, teams that have loaded up right now, they, you know, the playoff race might be just as good as, as the actual playoffs. And that's something we haven't been able to say for quite a while because a lot of times you said most of the teams have kind of already filled out their spots and you know have already made moves in the you know last 15 games of the season they don't really mean a whole heck of a lot. But I think this year every game is going to matter down the stretch and it's going to really see who's built and ready to make a deep run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, and we are seeing teams uh, like we'll talk about here today, like the Ottawa Senators. You go and you acquire Chicker, and all of a sudden your team is on fire. You're starting to see them make a push here and like a five-game win streak for them. They're well within the possibility of making the playoffs, especially grabbing an East wildcard spot. But uh, Alex, real quick, I got to ask you because you brought up your team, you brought up the Patrick Kane return. I forgot to ask you on Friday about this, but you see Jacob Chicker and go to Ottawa and the return that comes back for him. Did that return for Chicker kind of make you feel better or worse about the Kane return? Did it have any impact at all? I was just kind of curious about that. 
No, I mean, like I said, it, you know, it, it was tough it, because, like I said, the, the circumstances with Kane, he wanted to go to the New York Rangers and nowhere else, so there wasn't much leverage there for the Hawks to kind of use on that. If, if, if you know, if they had been able to work something out a couple weeks before, they would have probably got more, but they waited kind of yeah. to the last minute, and and you know, some say, well, that was Kane's fault, but so yeah, so at the end of the day, really, yeah, you can't be too too uh, displeased with what they got back in return, you know, when you like kind of, you know, see the circumstances that led up to the actual move being made. For sure. All right, let's get into the games here today. Let's start with uh, a team looking to push for the playoffs and a team that is holding on to a wild card spot right now. The Edmonton Oilers heading to Buffalo to take on the Sabres. The Oilers right now holding on to the first wild card in the West. Uh, they've got a little bit of a gap on some of the teams, two points up on on Winnipeg. There are two points back of Seattle, though, four points of L.A., so they could still make a push into the Pacific there to grab a spot in one of the top three spots. Uh, they are on 4-3-3 three, and three in their last 10. They did just lose to Winnipeg 7-5. And uh, this Buffalo team right now, they're three points out of a playoff spot, and you're looking at them tied in points with uh, with some of the teams behind them there, uh, Ottawa and Florida as well as Washington, notably some teams that have the exact same amount of points. So it is a closer one between between those teams pushing for a Eastern wild card spot. And Buffalo right now six and four in their last ten, coming off a what was somewhat of a commanding win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, sending a message through that team as we saw John Cooper go out and uh, I mean sit down his three best players in Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, and Brayden Point in the third period. Buffalo really sent a message through to Tampa there with that game and that win specifically, but they're 13-6-2 at home. Not a great home team. And an Edmonton team that's just above 500 on the road here, 18-10-3. So, Money, if you look at this game between these two teams tonight, well, a lot, one thing we've looked at a lot this year has been Eastern Conference teams against Western Conference teams. But in a spot like this where it's probably a little bit closer and a Buffalo team that doesn't play as well up to better competition, how do you kind of break this game down tonight? So I think that um, Edmonton is um, obviously one of the higher caliber Western teams. So um, we have to keep that in mind when we're comparing the the, the East and the West. Um, here I'm looking at, um, so the Sabres are going to start Craig Anderson in goal. Um, now it's, he's not great, but he's the, he's the better option there. But more importantly, we have um, um, Skinner who should go for the Oilers. Now, one thing I've been doing all season is that um, Skinner. I still feel that the market undervalues him. I think that the Oilers look at the the market looks at the Oilers goaltending as a whole, and um, they see all the all the goals that have been given up, and um, and the Oilers sometimes get themselves in high flying games, and that's kind of what sticks. But um, this is not Jack Campbell, right? Uh, there's the, there's a big difference between him and him and Stuart Skinner. So with Skinner. I'm waiting to see how far that number goes. Um, I think that um, it's still going to go up a little bit um, here, but um, a plus money under seven is frankly going to be really hard for me to lay off. Um, a plus money under seven with Skinner, um, it's it's going to be tough. So that's the way I'll be looking at it. It's, it's not a play right now because I still need um, need need some more, but if I'm doing anything in this game, it'll be that it'll be that under seven. So what exactly do you need this to get to, or what do you need to happen for that to be playable there? It's currently sitting at under 7, plus 105. 
Uh, you're obviously talking about kind of goalies here, but if we know relatively where they're going to head with the goalie situation for the night, what specifically would you be looking for in this one? So, so here I'm basically interested in where the market goes once Stuart Skinner is confirmed. Um, I think that um, over the course of the last uh, few months, um, um, at first the market reacted very negatively to a Stuart Skinner start. Um, we're seeing that slow down a little bit right now. Um, so I'm curious what the what the initial reaction is. I'm I'm okay with that number right now as long as it's a plus money seven. But um, I do want to wait to see where the market reacts. If if there's if there's no reaction or if there's even um, e- even money that does come in on the under, then um, then then I'd be okay with that. But I I still want to see what that initial reaction would be. Okay. Yeah, and that's a great point because you know seeing what goaltenders are confirmed and, and where the money moves can help you with this game because I'm looking for this from a live uh, in-game perspective. I would like to wait a little bit right now. If it stays at seven even or seven plus money with the over, then if we don't get a goal in the first three or four minutes in-game, we can get a six and a half, probably laying about a dollar twenty-five, which I have no problem with. Rather than you know needing. Uh, you know, having a seven needing an eight to cash my ticket. I'd rather take the six and a half. So if it drops to six and a half before pregame, now we have a better chance of maybe grabbing, you know, a six or five and a half in game. So, uh, you know, it it trickles down. It's not just about just making your pregame wager. Where the number sits and falls and where the money's moving also dictates whether you're making uh, certain kinds of wagers in game as well. All right, so we will lay off that one for now, but keep an eye out, uh, especially for those plus money under sevens as money comes in or money may not come in here on that. But uh, plus money under seven is definitely a look for that Edmonton-Buffalo game. So keep an eye out to see what what, uh, market reaction is to goaltending announcements for today. But a game here that I'm kind of interested in from perspective of Price point on this one is the Winnipeg-San Jose game. Winnipeg at home against San Jose tonight. San Jose, we obviously saw them. uh, They didn't move Eric Carlson at the deadline. They're on a five-game losing streak. Not a good road team. 12, 15, and 4. They are 2, 7, and 1 in their last 10. And the Winnipeg right now, just coming off a win against Edmonton, 7 to 5. They are 21, 10, and uh, 1 at home. Very good home team here with a good spot of potentially pushing themselves back into a position to be in the lead in the Central. They were one of the top three teams in the Central. But right now, currently sitting at minus 192, best price on the game tonight against San Jose at home. Alex, is this price long enough on Winnipeg? I know that it's kind of crazy to sit here, and we've seen all these teams with crazy long prices against some of the lower-tier teams. But a Winnipeg team that is facing off against San Jose, who's not being good recently and hasn't been good th- or that good this year. Minus 192. Is this price long enough on Winnipeg? I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's a long price, but also when you just kind of look at the history of these two teams, Sharks have played them fairly tough six and two, the last eight meetings in Winnipeg underdog has actually won nine of the last 10 meetings between uh, these two clubs. So this is one of those kind of trickier spots. And, and, you know, we're not seeing the, the gigantic favorites, against San Jose like we will probably in the next maybe couple of weeks. We're going to probably see this price maybe look like it's going to be minus 400 if they were playing uh, maybe three or four weeks now the way that San Jose has been kind of struggling. So you, it looks like there's a little bit of value, but I would tread very lightly still trying to lay 190 or 200 with Winnipeg here. I, this is a game I'm staying away from. Fair enough. 
Yeah, the the Jets have started uh, leaking chances again, and um, com- combine that with a slight dip in Connor Hellebuck's form here, we're seeing the goal start going the net. So I I did like the over, but um, I I think it's fair. Um, you don't want to you don't want to get too too crazy about a juiced over six with uh, Connor Hellebuck in goal. Um, <clears throat> now if if for any reason Hellebuck does not start this game, considering he did just give up five goals, um, with Dave Riddick, um, I will be all over the six. So um, if if it is big save Dave, um, then 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 we'll go we'll, we'll go over six um, up to uh, we're good up to minus one twenty five there, and that's just because the Sharks are just terrible defensively, and it doesn't matter who's in goal for them. Um, they give up chances. They play a loose game, and um, yeah, I, it it doesn't matter to me who starts in goal for the Sharks. Okay, so keep an eye out for that uh, the over six minus one away, but we're not going to play that right now, correct? So money we'd have wait on a David Riddick uh, yeah. announcement there. So uh, so not being played yet, but you see David Riddick, good over six up to minus one twenty five. Um, so a couple there to keep an eye out for goaltender and- announcements. So like one more thing, like like this is another example of like um, confirming the lineups too, right? Because we know from past history here um, and the way that the um, when we chart the market and the way that the market reacts to these things that um, David Riddick money is going to come in on the over. So even if you like the over right now and it's not confirmed that that a Hellebuck will start, it's it's, it's um, there's there's still a likelihood that Riddick will start. There's no reason to play the over right now. Right, like, like you'll have time, and you want to wait until you get that confirmation. Okay, I'm curious where we go with this Calgary Dallas game tonight because Calgary has been an interesting team. You're watching them five game losing streak here. They make uh, essentially no moves at the deadline. They don't change their team at all. They don't say one way or the other what's going to go on. And after the week that they had last uh, last week, where you see them lose to Boston, you see them lose to Toronto. There was a lot of speculation that those were going to be the measuring stick games. What do we do with this team at the deadline? How do we proceed going forward? And a lot of the talk was you lose these games and maybe you wave the white flag a little bit and see if you can retool, recoup some assets here at the deadline to change things for next year. And the worst case scenario for Calgary there was they lost both games in close games and they played very well in both games. Then you look at them now on this five-game losing streak, facing off against Dallas, who's coming in, playing pretty well, three-game win streak for them, seven, or playing at home 17-8-8 eight and eight at home now for Dallas, holding on to first in the Central, three points up on Minnesota, seven points up on Colorado. Uh, in this one, Dallas is favored at home tonight against Calgary, but Alex, is there a spot that you would be looking at specifically, whether it be side, total, first period? How would you want to play this one if you were looking to bet on it? Yeah, I bet this last night. I was lucky enough to grab the full game total at five and a half, winning a dollar twenty. Now you've seen some five and a half floating around. You got to shop around and and, uh, and kind of <laughs> comb through it a bit. Like I said, there's a there's a few of them still floating around, but even at six, I like this over here. And I think Calgary, they're starting to kind of realize that they're not rolling down a road; they're actually rolling off of a cliff. Uh, the way that they've yeah. been playing hockey, and, and that's just, I think that's going to lend itself to more overs. We're seeing Dallas finally get that offense rolling. And that's the thing when Dallas has their offense going like they did against Colorado, they are easily one of the most dangerous teams, not just in the Western conference, but really in all of the league. 
so if they can keep that momentum going, I thought five and a half was a really short price, especially when you start talking about goalie like potentially Jacob Markstrom, a guy who has had a lot of struggles, especially in the first period of games. Uh, so this is this was a, it was a, a layup pretty much for me to go five and a half. But even at six with plus price, I still like this over here. I think we see goals going both ways. And we did, we'll lock that in here on uh, the Edgework HQ bet stamp account. So if you want to see all the picks that we make on the show on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, make sure to download the bet stamp app and iOS and Android. You can see every pick in real time as they come in. You can see how we do throughout the course of the day, the week, and so far this season. And as well, if you were looking at the bet stamp uh, app and you were following along with Edgework, you would have got notified as we are giving out the uh our best bets everyone giving out one best bet for saturday morning those get tweeted out from the edgework hq twitter account at edgework hq they get tweeted out about 15 minutes 20 minutes before the games start for saturdays uh, but you can also see all the picks that are given out on the uh, bet stamp account so make sure to check that out if you do want some sunday action from our edgework crew but I mean, so many, if you're looking at this Calgary-Dallas game, you and I have talked a bunch about Calgary this year and feelings on them. It's been a bit of a roller coaster of emotions following them along this season. Uh, is there anything you would look at in this one? Um, <clears throat> sorry, can we just circle back to the Jets game? Um, uh, yeah. Riddick uh, looks like we got the – it looks like he's going to go so we can lock in that over now. Okay. So there you go. Sitting at over 6, minus 112 right now. Best price available for the over – in yeah. the Winnipeg-San Jose game, we'll lock that one in. But so money, I missed a prime opportunity for the breaking news there. I know, I was waiting. <laughs> I, I should have messaged you and let you know that it's uh, that we got something here. Um, yeah, for, 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 for this Calgary-Dallas game, I, I completely echo um, Alex's comments there. Um, really tough to, um, to uh, get on the flames. I will say, though, um, the bar is so low for Markstrom that um, he's been trending towards league average lately, and that is a significant improvement for him. So um, that's the only thing that I'm looking forward to see um, if Markstrom does get the start, um, how he plays, because I'm seeing some, I'm I'm seeing some good good signs from him. Um, with with Dallas, um, Alex just talked about this that um, they have been generating chances. Um, the puck just hasn't been going the net for them. Well, now we're seeing that now there's our new score as well. So um, there's there's a couple of conflicting things here for the um, f- for me in, in this game, which is why I will lay off. Um, but I want to see um, how Dallas continues their offensive generation. And I also want to see that if the signs that I'm seeing from Markstrom, um, if they um, if if they do hold up here. So I'll lay off. Um, I'll cheer for Alex. Um, but those are the things that I'm going to be looking for in this game. Yeah, and, and as far as your uh, Winnipeg over bet there, Jordan Mosel came in a couple minutes before and said, looks like oh, big day probable tonight, and then came back, tried to tell you. So <laughs> that's why <laughs> looking for people in the chat. If you are watching along right now, you haven't hit subscribe, make sure to hit that subscribe button. But if you're seeing things out there too, you can fire them away in the chat there, the live chat. We will see I'm- them in real time where you can answer questions. I'm I'm just a polite Canadian. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, next game on the schedule, we have this one and two more after. 
the Ottawa Senators facing off against the Chicago Blackhawks in Chicago tonight. And Ottawa, among one of those teams who's pushing for a playoff spot right now, you're seeing them three points out of the playoffs. They are sitting there tied with uh, a bunch of those teams, including Florida, Washington, and Buffalo in points. But uh, one more game played than the Sabres at this point. Three points back of Pittsburgh. All those teams sitting three points back of Pittsburgh. Uh, the Ottawa specifically has played the same amount of games as the Penguins have. They're four points back of the Islanders, but they do have three games in hand on them. They're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 on a five-game win streak here, 13-4-2 on the road. But adding Jacob Chikrin changes the complexion of that team, changes how they feel. We saw him start pretty well in his uh, in his first two games with the Senators there over the past few days. And Chicago, Alex, you know best better than anybody. Their four-game losing streak and starting to really tail off here. They are kind of going in the other way of where Vancouver is at and just fully buying into the uh, – Crappy for Connor, bad for Bedard, hard for Bedard, whatever saying you want to throw at it here. But uh, if you're looking at this game between Ottawa and Chicago tonight, we're seeing a very long price on the Senators, minus 260 on the money line against Chicago. Is there a way that you would want to play this one outside of maybe the money line tonight? Wait, I had to keep the mute going a little longer because the the, uh, Blackhawks... The tank was rolling by, so that loud engine you were hearing. <laughs> oh, okay, <yeah>. but uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is a game that's interesting because Ottawa's a team that kind of seemed like they were okay. Well, we you know added some pieces at the beginning of the season. Maybe we could have made a push. Uh, probably you know better luck next year. And then all of a sudden, chaos ensues in the, this wild card uh, you know pack. And now all of a sudden, Ottawa's you know you got Claude Drew going to you know front office saying, hey, let's make some moves. We we feel like we can make a run. They believe in themselves, and that's where it all starts with any any of these teams. Uh, you have yeah. to have some belief within that locker room, and they have it now. Adding Chikrin, uh, and this is a good barometer for them because, yeah, even though the Hawks are out of it, they're probably going to hopefully lose the rest of the of the, of the games uh, down the stretch. They have str- they have actually played uh, Ottawa very well. They've actually won ten of the last eleven meetings at home and 21 of the last 27 meetings. So historically, Ottawa has not played the Hawks well, but if Ottawa wants to be a, a, a true playoff contender, they're going to keep the streak rolling. I think we're going to see a lot of goals, and I think we're going to see a lot of goals early here. I like this first period over. Uh, you got to lay a little bit of juice. I'm seeing anything between as low as minus $1.36 all the way up to $1.45. But I think anywhere in that range is decent enough. Uh, we should see you know at least two goals early in this contest. The Hawks which had kind of been a first-period under team. Now that they've lost everybody, they've been just defensively porous, and they've now turned around and become a first-period over team once again, just like they were a few years ago. So uh, definitely expect a lot of goals within that first 20 minutes. We'll go Sins, Hawks over. And we will lock that in here on the BetSamp app. That is being tracked now, and again, you can find that on iOS and Android, and you can find us in there in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. Uh, but so money, is there any any different way that you might play this one? No, I won't have anything on this game, but I do um, owe Pierre Dorian an apology. Um, I called him a bunch of names a couple of weeks ago. I believe I called <laughs> him an idiot. I didn't understand what the Senators were doing, um, but he knew what he was doing. So um, I do owe him an apology. I did bet the Senators to make the playoffs. Um, shout out to the hockey crew. You guys know who you are. Um, but um, we 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 got on that at plus 925. Wow. Um, it, it was... Uh, it was I, I think it was it, it was actually last week. Um, they were actually the same price as the as the as the wings. Um, I think I see it down to plus. 
I saw it plus six six hundred, which I, I I still like. I I think Ottawa's going to make the playoffs. I think they'll get that they'll get that second wild card. Um, they have um, Islanders have played too many games, um, and uh, I've just said that I I I don't believe in that team at all. Uh, yeah. Buffalo, I think that in the end, I think their inconsistent goaltending is going to let them down. Uh, Detroit's done, and Florida outside chance, but I'm not. I'm not high on Florida, so I think Ottawa gets that second wild card. And um, for for this game, um, I got I, I got nothing here. But you know, one thing though, I'm really dreading if the Hawks get Connor Bedard, not only him scoring goals for the Hawks, but then him scoring goals with Chelsea Dagger going off too. Um, that's just <laughs> that that's just gonna be devastating. I, I I fucking hate that song. Oh, music to my ears. <laughs> it's just like the trauma is still there for me i understand i understand yeah <laughs> it's it's not gonna feel good either sitting there knowing that that year specifically you could have as a vancouver yeah. fan been in that hunt and had a chance and um just chaos of ownership management coaching situations it's sent that in all kinds of different directions and probably pulled you out of there. But yeah, that's going to be a little extra frustrating and just add an extra dagger every time you hear that song. There you so. go. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Jack. Uh, thank you. I, I, as soon as you said it, I had it in the back of the head. I had to get it out. I had to be able to use that one. <laughs> Second last game of the night here, the Washington Capitals on the road facing off against LA Kings. Washington, one of those teams in the mix there to potentially make the playoffs, but three and seven in their last 10. The last 10 doesn't do them uh, justice for how they did in the last two as they're on a two-game win streak here. Uh, Rasmus Sandin looks like he's fitting in well in Washington. This Caps team, not great on the road, 16, 14, and three. But LA, a couple new additions. They've looked pretty good. Three-game win streak for them. Uh, doing well on, at home so far this year, 19, nine, and two. And they are holding on to the second spot in the Pacific Division right now. So money, the Western Conference team, uh, that is is actually in a decent spot and facing off against an Eastern Conference team who's probably a little bit lower on the opposite end. And you're seeing LA favored minus 145 at home tonight against Washington. Is that price right on the LA Kings tonight at home against the Capitals? I think it's right now. Um, it um, The Caps took some money a little while ago. Um, mm. I, I thought the Kings were, were a bit inflated, but... Um, on the surface, it looks like the Capitals might be turning it around, but I think we need to keep it in perspective. They did beat Anaheim and San Jose, so um, yeah. we are we are stepping up in class here. Um, and Kemper is back to his um, to his up and down form as well. So yeah. that's 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 something to keep in mind. Um, Kings, um, they definitely improved their goaltending. I think that they got in a situation where uh, quick quick was done. And Copley, just um, you're, you're you're just giving that kid too much of a workload right now. So, and um, and and I love Corpusalo. I think that he's one of the more underrated goalies in the league. He's 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 buried in Columbus. Um, he has a lot of performances where um, he just stinks, and and that's because he's playing behind that defense. So, um, I think that going to a better structure. Um, a better team I think it's going to be good for him so I think the line is where it should be right now um, I'll be laying off um, but I do expect um, 
I do expect um, the, the the Kings to be able to pull this off. Yeah, if we haven't learned anything from uh, Linus Allmark in his great season, it's that sometimes when a goalie's playing in front of one defenseman and five traffic cones, it's better when you move him somewhere where he's at least playing with four defensemen and two traffic cones. And that's kind of where Jonas Corpusala is at, at this point right now. So, yeah, the Kings, I mean, uh, I, I like the moves that they made. I think they're in a prime position to – even still be under the radar amongst the Western Conference playoff teams. I, I think, you know, teams would kind of think, oh, they might just hang around only play, you know, went around perhaps and then get knocked, knocked out the second round. I think this team might actually have the fast track uh, to sneak in and maybe all of a sudden we find them there sitting in the Western Conference finals potentially. So uh, I like where they are, where they're headed. As far as where the Capitals are headed, I think they're going to be playing themselves out of the playoff race, but it's going to take a while. I think they're going to give a fighter chance in this game, and they've been hanging on, winning three of the last four. This smells like a draw game to me. This definitely smells like one of those classic kind of it's tied late. Both teams are desperately needing at least one point in the standings, especially Washington, and they just kind of just sit on the puck for the last several minutes in the uh, in regulation, settle it out in overtime or a shootout. All right, and is that something you you'd want to uh, lock in here, Alex? Or yeah, just yeah, I, I, I bet it myself at plus three forty. So, all right, so take the regulation time draw between LA and Washington here, plus three fifty, seeing uh, best price available here on uh, Pinnacle. So we will lock that in on the BetSamp app. Uh, I just want to remind people, if you're watching right now, you haven't subscribed to the show or you haven't liked this stream, please make sure to do so. If you hit that subscribe button, you get notified every time we go live, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time as well. You'll get notified when new videos drop. If injuries happen, maybe we see shifts in markets or uh, overreactions in some of the futures. Some videos will come out breaking that down. And you can catch our new podcast. Uh, I guess it's been going for a month now, so I don't know at what point I stopped calling it the new podcast. But the Edgeware podcast every Wednesday with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bernstein, and Zach Bodenstein as they take a look around the league. Stories that are developing, and they themselves look at some of the futures markets. So make sure to check that out as those guys are pretty tapped into everything happening. But last game of the night here. So money. The Vancouver Canucks at home against the Nashville Predators. You're looking at this one from a sides perspective. And before you get into that breakdown, though, uh, I'm curious, as a fan of the Vancouver Canucks, you sit there and you watch this, you exclaim to yourself, you're waving the white flag the other way. You're out on the Connor Bedard stakes. What do you want this team to do down the stretch? What is the optimal finish before the playoffs for the Vancouver Canucks? You're watching, how do you want this to play out? Yeah, so at this point, um, now that we're... Now that the Badar dream is done, um, <laughs> I I just want um, we know Talk is going to be the coach next year. I want um, Demko to be healthy. I want this team to uh, play within the structure that um, that uh, Talk is trying to implement here. Um, we've seen we we've seen results under him. Um, the the scoreboard might not say it, but um, but but this team is a lot better defensively. Um, of course, getting Demko back helps 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 quite a bit so i just want i just want continuity at this point um um going going through the rest of the season and into training camp i just i i just want stability that's all i ask for just uh just just stop screwing around <laughs> some stability yeah, fair enough <laughs> yeah. yeah it's one of those ones where you look at it and you're like all right maybe now at this point we're too far out of it 
Uh, do we want to just tank everything? But I think that that's probably the best way to look at it is looking at stability in in this. Adapt to the new systems. Start to get comfortability under there. Maybe give Rick Talk at the best opportunity he can to kind yeah. of get a report back to the GM too and even sit there and say like, this works, this doesn't work, this is what I need to change. But man, I'm sorry. And I mean, you did go out there and beat the Leafs on Saturday night, so I'm not that sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's where i'm at on the on the canucks and the leafs situation there from saturday but if you are looking at this one is there a side or a total that you would be leaning towards in this vancouver game against nashville even as nashville is a team that all of a sudden could potentially make playoffs it would take a lot of work but they could get it done on a two-game winning streak here and they did beat florida and chicago in that and a point up on Calgary, six points back of Winnipeg. As I said, it is a lot of work to be done. They have three games in hand on Winnipeg, eight points back of Edmonton, four games in hand on them. They could get it done, uh, but facing off against Vancouver tonight at home, what do you see in this one? So money that you might like from a betting perspective. So I haven't been coy about my thoughts about Nashville. I think they're just utter trash. Um, I think it's a, it's a garbage team that just gives up too many chances that get bailed out <laughs> by sorrows on too many nights. Um, we're not going to have that advantage anymore with them because Demko's back. So, um, so he pretty much negates the um, the uh, goal, the goaltending edge that Nashville has on most teams. So then you look at, well, what 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 other elements of that of, of this game there are? Well, we're seeing the Canucks play much better defensively. Um, we're seeing um, all of the young kids stepping up now. They're 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 generating chances, not always getting the goals, but um, but the goals are, but but the chances are usually a key indicator of the goals coming. So I think that um, that's that that's something to keep in mind. I think the Canucks um, we're going to start scoring again. Um, so I do like the Canucks here. I think that um, uh, the price um, we we did play it earlier. I think we're up to um up, up to minus one twelve is where I have them. So I think that um, that that we're good there on the Canucks. Okay, uh, minus 107 Canucks currently sitting out on the money line. We will track that. Uh, but as this is the final game, Alex, do you have any opinions on this one? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, looking at it just off the surface, I would probably lean toward going the over uh, with six. Like I said, like somebody said that, uh, you know, Vancouver's finally get the offense rolling. And, and Nashville, I don't, you know, be fooled by their six and two record in the last eight games. And don't be fooled by the fact they've held – the last three teams to just a goal uh, in each of those contests. You're talking about Florida. You're talking about Chicago. Uh, you know, like beat Florida twice actually within the, the last uh, six wins. San Jose. They did already, you know, play uh, you know against Vancouver, and it was a game that went into a shootout. We've seen both meetings this year going to a shootout, so maybe a little sprinkle on the draw there as well. But uh, if I had to play anything here, it'd be over six, uh, over six minus a dollar, John. All right, and would that just be a lean or something you'd want to lock in here? No, that that's it though. It's both leans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, keep, All right. Keeping it small enough. on a short card. So. Yep. 
All right. Well, there you go. Those are all the games for today. If you want to, if you tuned in late, you missed it, you can obviously watch back here on YouTube on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. You can also listen to it in podcasting form after the fact on all podcasting platforms. So make sure to give that a check out. You can follow us on Twitter at Edgework HQ to see notifications every time those come out. When is the podcast released as well as when are the live shows coming or new videos dropping. So make sure to follow us on there as well. But Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. So money, Alex, appreciate you guys taking the time. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend and have a good rest of the week. I look forward to seeing you both at different points throughout the rest of the week. So excited for that, but appreciate the insight. Appreciate the time here today for everyone else. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning back here, 1030 AM Eastern time on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Good luck with your bets tonight.